I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and you're listening to Fifth Emission. Today on the podcast, we're bringing back our resident expert on the coronavirus and what is happening in the community. Aaron Alday has been reporting on a number of cases in the Bay Area and has a new article out today that shows some cases are actually on the rise in Bay Area counties. Is that something that should bring alarm to health officials or something that we should expect as we slowly reopen businesses and recreation areas? Aaron, your story today, uh, it starts with the very alarming fact that Alameda County has now surpassed Santa Clara County as the hardest hit by the pandemic. And of course, Santa Clara at one point, I think was the worst in the nation. Uh, what What is going on in Alameda County? That is a very good question. Um, you know, it's it's true. Uh, over the weekend, Alameda County crept above Santa Clara County. And Santa Clara County, you're right, had been kind of in the earliest days, the hardest, one of the hardest hit, if not the hardest hit in the country. Um, it saw some of the first cases, some of the first clusters and really big outbreaks. Um, and now Santa Clara County is it's in second place. And, and um, you know, Alameda has is up to almost 3000 cases now. Um, and just even in the last few days, um, Alameda County just kind of keeps climbing past it. Um, so yeah, I, the, the question is what's going on there. And, you know, there's, it's, this is so early and it's really hard with this outbreak to tease apart kind of causes of these things when it's very early days. So we only have a few days of these increasing cases. Um, I did speak with the Alameda County Health Officer, Dr. Erica Pond, this afternoon, and she had a few kind of ideas about what might be going on there, but but needs to research this more. But some of you know her her suspicions are that you know we we they have you know loosen some of these shelter in place restrictions in Alameda County. And they say that when they they loosen these things up, that that means people are going to be out and about more. They're going to be socializing more. So it's in some ways expected that you would have an increase in cases. So we may be, some, be seeing some of that. And in fact, specifically, um, Alameda County, among other counties, allowed construction to resume um, in early May. And she said that there have anecdotally been, you know, some cases reported among construction workers. So we may be something be seeing some of that. Alameda County also has picked up testing quite a bit more. So they're doing more testing, more focused testing. They're getting testing out to communities that need it. So this may just be a byproduct of we're testing more people. So of course we're going to see more cases. And then one of the other things she mentioned is this, what she calls intervention fatigue, which is essentially, you know, people are just getting a little fed up with sheltering in place. We've been doing this for more than two months. And, you know, people are obviously venturing out a little bit more. They're maybe getting a little relaxed. They're not taking things as seriously. And as that happens, you know, it's understandably you might see some increase in cases. What what I think the question remains is why Alameda County specifically seeing these these pretty big spikes um, and why are we not seeing it everywhere? But but we are seeing it, it in several Bay Area counties. Do you, do you have a theory as to why why Alameda County besides I mean I, I assume a lot of places are increasing their testing they can't be unique in that or can they? Well, I think Alameda County was especially far behind on that, so they may have and they have had a fairly big increase compared to other places in their testing. Um, one thing, you know, a lot of this stuff is it's really hard to get at. And some of this stuff may be cultural in a way. And that and I talked with, again, Dr. Pond about this and she thought there might be, you know, something that's crossed her mind. But so Santa Clara County was was hit earliest and hit pretty hard and they really clamped down. And Santa Clara County is right there in Silicon Valley. So 
the thinking is that that the people, the folks, the residents down there took their sheltering in place really seriously, and they probably continue to take it very seriously because they saw it kind of up close and personal. They felt that real um, real early on. Um, it felt like a real threat. Alameda County took a little bit longer to get cases, to report cases for, you know, maybe because they weren't catching them in testing, maybe because it was just slower to take off here. We don't really know. But it's possible that people in Alameda County just were a little bit looser about it and just haven't taken it quite as seriously. And maybe what we're seeing now is that side effect. You know, we didn't see you know, big businesses shutting down, um, you know, back in February or, or sending workers um, to work from home back in February like we did in Silicon Valley and parts of Santa Clara County. So maybe what we're seeing is just just sort of like a cultural thing that, that there just isn't people aren't taking it quite as seriously or maybe we have more kind of essential workers who are out and about. There could be some of these very subtle things going on that just might make Alameda County ultimately more at risk. And Alameda County is the second largest county in the Bay Area. So in that sense, it's not that surprising that they would be the ones creeping up. I, I keep wondering every time I see this this increase in the number of cases, no matter where it is, is it, who are these people? I mean, is it the people who just decided to go to the beach and got it from somebody in the beach? Or is it people who caught it at work? Is there, I mean, we say essential workers and construction workers, but is there a general sense of who is it that keeps getting sick? I think we're getting a better sense of that as time goes on. So obviously, your skilled nursing facilities are a big source of this. So and we still see those cases coming up pretty regularly. Um, I mean, I think in some places, it's been you know, a third of cases have been in nursing homes and other places like that. Um, we still see healthcare workers, um, frontline workers who get infected. Not as many, um, I think, because they've gotten to be really good at protecting themselves and they do have the equipment to protect themselves. But we do see those. And yeah, we see we see the essential workers. So we we hear about, you know, clusters of cases um, in supermarkets um, and in, you know, warehouse kind of situations. Um, now we're seeing these construction workers. So I think what the other thing that that I'm told is what you'll see is a single essential worker. So somebody who works, you know, in in a grocery store or something, then goes back to their home and infects everyone in their household. So you might get, you know, five cases alone just from that one instance. So we're definitely seeing examples like that. And then, like you said, we do see some of these cases from people who were just getting a little sloppy following the rules. So Santa Cruz County last week reported of four different family clusters that were related to family gatherings, including at least one that was tied to a Mother's Day gathering. So families that are just kind of getting a little twitchy and seeing each other and not taking the precautions that they should. As the cases are going up in the Bay Area, are the deaths also going up? They're not really. The deaths have been pretty steady, and that's a good that's a good sign. Um, in fact, the deaths have been. I don't. It's we've always had not that many deaths in the Bay Area, which is obviously great, but it can make it hard to identify trends. Um, we did have a couple days in a row last week, I think, where we had zero deaths, which was pretty remarkable, and people were kind of excited about that. But then we crept right back up the next day. Um, we've always kind of had like a, a steady kind of rate of anywhere between, you know, one or three deaths to more than a dozen, but kind of always in that range. We are seeing a pretty noticeable decline in deaths statewide over the last few days. And the experts I talked to don't really know what's going on there because we went from reporting 50 to 150 deaths a day 
um, pretty much every day to having two days in a row of just 16 deaths for the whole state, which is pretty shocking. Um, and I don't know if that's somehow related to the Memorial Day weekend. The folks I talked to said that that didn't make sense. So I don't think anybody really understands what's going on there. But, you know, it just goes to back to the point that this thing is unpredictable. We kind of don't know what to expect with it. Let's take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about Memorial Day weekend and the reopening and what these new numbers bode for that. We'll be right back after this. Before we went to break, we were talking about Memorial Day weekend and, you know, people were out in the beaches. They were having cookouts, maybe only with your immediate family, but it certainly felt I don't know, from my Instagram feed and from Facebook, that people were getting a little bit um, a, b- a little bit looser this weekend. Do we anticipate that we're going to see that reflected in numbers um, in the next week or so? We're definitely going to be looking for it. Um, I mean, I'll be looking for it. I'm, you know, these health officers are definitely going to be keeping a very close eye on that. So each time, it's interesting because each time they loosen restrictions, they tell they, that comes with the message. They tell the public they're very clear that you know we may see um, an increase in cases because of this, and everybody sort of says, okay, whatever. But you know, we are seeing that now. I mean, people really do think that because of recent loosening of restrictions, that now we're seeing an increase in cases. And it certainly seems possible, maybe even likely, that with more people out and about and hanging out this weekend, that we will see a reflective increase in cases in a week or two. Um, so, you know, we'll obviously be following that those numbers and asking for some clarity from the counties on that. But, you know, it just keeps coming back to this message, which is, we get it. I mean, we're all sheltering in place. I am, you are, all of us. Um, and we just, we need to Keep doing that. And certainly if you do go out, if you are seeing people, you need to, you know, mask up, you need to keep your distance, um, you need to take some of these basic precautions to, to protect each other. So we've said in the past that uh, when we start to loosen restrictions, they know there will probably be an increase, but that testing and contact tracing was going to be the name of the game. Is that is that where we need it to be right now? Are they contact tracing all of these people who are suddenly getting sick in Alameda County? Uh, from what I hear, they, they're they doing pretty good right now with doing the contact tracing on the cases that they're getting now. Um, they're not, their staffing isn't up to where they want it to be to keep loosening restrictions. So the, the, the concern is that because everybody is still sheltering in place right now, even when somebody does get infected, test positive, it's pretty easy to trace their contacts because most of us don't have very many contacts. But as we loosen up, people might have 20, 30, 40 contacts, whereas right now they only have two or three or five at most. Um, So right now, just because of the limited contacts and because everybody's sheltering, it's not that difficult to trace these new cases, but they definitely need the staff to be able to do that same work once we open up. And no county is there yet. Um, San Francisco, I think, is pretty close. But from what I kind of hear, it sounds like the counties are actually struggling a little bit to build up their contact tracing forces. I think that um, it's just taking a lot of time and a lot of resources and a lot of just people management, personnel management that um, they hadn't quite anticipated. So they're not moving quite as quickly as they had hoped with that. Um, And testing is also picking up, but it's just not quite quite there yet either. Well, well, that's why I was going to ask about the testing. You know, I, I... 
I, I feel like there are so many people who are, you know, you can't stay inside forever. You have to go out sometimes. And then you might have to see somebody in the course of your work, especially as we start to reopen everything. And and to make sure you're not exposing people, ultimately you need to be able to get tested even if you're not um, symptomatic. So are we close enough now to where if I am worried about potential that I may have uh, been in an unsafe situation, but I don't know if I've been exposed. Can I get a test yet? Yes. Um, I think that pretty much everyone, if they want to get a test, um, even if they're asymptomatic, can go, can find a place to get tested. Um, there are enough of these sort of county sites that are opening up. I think it varies somewhat by county. So I, I shouldn't say that that's 100% true for all counties, but a lot of them, that, cert- that certainly is the case. Um, and, and a lot of providers are getting to that point too. Um, the problem we're having with the testing, it's, it's not so much like you or I, you know, deciding that we want to do that. Um, it's more, again, going back to these essential workers, these people who maybe should be getting tested somewhat regularly, um, especially people in skilled nursing facilities. So it's, they're having, they're struggling to get the testing to the people who need it. So again, like you or I, we're not seeing that many people, we may not there may not really be a reason for us to get tested, or if we do, it might just be a one-off deal. Um, but the people who really need it, who are at risk, and who may be kind of putting the community at risk, if you know of an outbreak, if they do get sick, they're the ones who need it, and they're the ones that it's it's they're struggling to get to those folks. And a lot of it, these are you know lower-income communities, they're communities of color, they're people who might not speak English, and so I think that they're trying to reach these communities that tend to be more difficult to reach by public health anyway. They're just, um, we always kind of struggle there and we're struggling now. Yeah. I mean, these people are, are at work, they're homeschooling their kids. They're busy. <laughs> There's Yeah, no, exa- I mean, that's absolutely you true. And I are and just how do you like bring it to them? <laughs> working, working. Yeah. But... It's real easy for me. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're joking, but you know, it was easy. Uh, easy is probably not the right word, but it was efficient for the Bay Area counties and for Governor Gavin Newsom to say we're sh- we're shutting down everybody's sheltering in place. This reopening is very messy and there's a lot of politics that go along with it. To what extent are you convinced that places who that might be seeing um some some spikes in cases, whether it's a church gathering in Mendocino County or a, a parade somewhere else in the state, how convinced are you that that we are in a position where if it is necessary to go back to a full-on shelter in place, that we'll be able to do that based on the numbers? Well, I should start off by saying that nobody I talk to wants that to happen. Um, even Alameda County, I asked them point blank, you know, are we looking at potentially moving backwards, kind of um, um, tightening restrictions now that we're seeing this surge. And everybody I talk to says, we want to avoid that at all ca- at all costs. And the hope is that with contact tracing, with kind of these investigations in place that you would hope, I mean, you you hope that you don't see these clusters, these, these, these problem areas, but that we'll be able, if we do see them, we can quickly identify them and then take this, this surgical approach is how folks put it. So when you see that cluster in Mendocino County, you say, okay, maybe let's look closely at, at churches and say, we don't even necessarily need to say, okay, churches aren't allowed to gather anymore, but say, what messaging do we need to get out there? How can we help them be safer? So you get like this really target approach. And now if you see construction workers, maybe we need to have a really, you know, strong campaign of wearing masks on construction sites. Um, That's a problem kind of I've heard anecdotally from people is 
construction workers out there not wearing masks. So how do we resolve that very specific issue? So that's sort of, I think, as we move forward, and that's why they're doing this very slow in the Bay Area, this very gradual reopening, is you loosen something up and then you let a couple weeks slide and you see what happens. You see if there are problem areas that come up. You address, target those problem areas, and only then do you kind of move into the next phase. So that's the approach we're seeing in most of the Bay Area. Now, of course, other parts of the state are moving much faster. Most folks I talk to seem to think that's okay, given that their outbreaks have been either non-existent or very, very small. Um, So the chances of it sort of wildly taking off in those places is slim. They're probably in pretty good shape. But, you know, we're going to have to see how this how this plays out over time. So what is the next thing that you're looking at in terms of the data? What do you what are you expecting or what are you what are you looking to see if it happens? So I'm looking very closely now at um, certainly the Bay Area counties, uh, especially, frankly, the North Bay counties that have moved a little faster towards reopening. They're doing some restaurant service now, um, in-store retail, things like that. And, you know, especially if they get travelers from the rest of the Bay Area going up there to be tourists for the day. Um, I'll be very curious to see if Napa, Sonoma, and Solano get, get increases in cases over the next week or two. Um, so that's definitely something I'll be following. Um, just as we usually do, you know, the cases across count, the, the rest of the Bay Area counties, I'll be curious to see if we keep seeing them increase or if this is just sort of a temporary one-off thing and they will plateau and maybe even decrease again, which is sort of the hope. Um, and then, you know, also looking at these these other counties that have opened up these smaller ones to see if we see these kind of clusters um, in other parts of the state. Thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Audrey. Thank you to Aaron Alday for being with me today. Thanks to Karen Creighton for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.